What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Well, yesterday in Missouri, uh, big news came down that a judge, a district judge, ruled that a 2021 law, the Second Amendment Protection Act, that was uh, passed by Missouri lawmakers that year, is, in his words, at best, and I'm reading this now from the district judge, at best, this statute causes confusion among state law enforcement officials who deputize for federal task force operations and at worst is unconstitutional on its face. So as a result, uh, SAPA, Second Amendment Protection Act, per this judge, is unconstitutional and void per this judge ruling yesterday. Andrew Bailey is the attorney general for the state of Missouri joining us on KCMO. He has said he will appeal this decision. Good morning, Mr. Attorney General. Thank you for being here. Uh, What do you want the folks of Missouri on this side of the state to know about this ruling and where this goes from here? Well, just know that I'm always going to fight for the Second Amendment and for the Constitution and the constitutional rights of the people of the state of Missouri as attorney general. Look, this is about the Second Amendment, but it's also about the Tenth Amendment. We know from the Tenth Amendment that powers not delegated to the federal government nor prohibited to the states are reserved to the states or the people of the states. And we also know that the Second Amendment is a right given to us by God, not man. And that, that's what the founders understood it to be. And, if the, and they also understood that the constitutional rights embodied in the, the Bill of Rights, like the Second Amendment, create a floor, not a ceiling. And if the state general assembly wants to expand upon those rights, it has the plenary authority to do so. And so from a legal matter, we feel strongly that the Second Amendment Preservation Act is worth fighting for. And we're going to continue that fight all the way up. We're, we're confident uh, that we'll be in a better spot at the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, and we're excited to get there. What does that process look like? So you appeal, and then what is a timeline on something like that? Well, we'll, there, we'll file a notice of appeal, and then uh, it'll take some time to get up to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, and then we'll be assigned to a three-judge panel at the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals who will hear the appeal, and, and there will likely be a, a period of briefing on, on, the, on the matter. And then hopefully we'll get oral argument in front of the, the three-judge panel, and then, uh, you know, that, that could take six, eight, 12 months, and then... Uh, we'll see what the how long the, the three-judge panel takes. You know, I would note that the district court took a very long time in ruling on the initial matter. And so uh, it, the, the, the wheels can spin, spin slowly, and we certainly understand that. But we're confident in our legal position, and the Constitution's worth fighting for, and we'll carry on that fight as long as we need to. Yeah, absolutely. What do you say, you know, I, and we've heard some of this from uh, area law enforcement that do note there is unfortunately sometimes now some confusion Uh, among state law enforcement officials who are also working in conjunction with federal task force operations, which is kind of what the judge noted there. Uh, Is there any way to help clarify any of that when you have law enforcement who I know we all support and back say this is getting confusing and it does potentially let criminals off the hook? How how do we square these two things? Yeah, well, it's, it's it, you can you can synthesize the two things. I mean, we can be pro Second Amendment, pro constitutional rights, and also pro law enforcement and back back the blue. Let me take a step back though and say broadly, you know, judges interpret law; they don't make policy. 
So when you see judges saying things like, well, this is a bad policy position because it results in X, Y, and Z, that should concern people. This is about judges should be interpreting law, not making law. Legislative bodies make law. So separation of powers matters as well. When I say I'm fighting for the Constitution, it it also means fighting for separation of powers doctrine uh, embodied in the Constitution. But, But let me go more specifically to your point. I mean, look, the Second Amendment Preservation Act only prohibits enforcement of unconstitutional laws unconstitutional rules and regulations that violate the Second Amendment. Why would anyone be enforcing those anyway? So there's a way to to synthesize the two and to support law enforcement. We need to be going after criminals, not guns. And to that effect, you know, that's why we're defending the Second Amendment Act. But we're also we're also uh, suing the Biden administration over the pistol brace rule that they tried to promulgate through the ATF that we view as violative of the Second Amendment and that we also view as an you know, exceeding the scope of the agency's authority and federal overreach because it's arbitrary and capricious. It would overnight make honest gun-owning Missouri citizens criminals. Well, we have plenty of criminals to go after without making more just by an arbitrary and capricious rule. And so we're dedicated to that. I think the law enforcement officers of this state know that that the attorney general's office backs them in the work they do. And if we need to clarify something, uh, we certainly can. But look, at the end of the day, it's the Second Amendment Preservation Act is about prohibiting enforcement of unconstitutional laws, rules and regulations. Andrew Bailey, Missouri's attorney general, been on the job now for a couple of months. Kind enough to join us here on KCMO. Uh, Our mayor here in Kansas City, Quentin Lucas, uh, he said in a tweet about this decision, it is, quote, a monumental defense of the safety of our families, our police and our neighborhoods. Also adding the city is planning to file a brief in support of the pending lawsuit detailing its opposition to the law. Um, without getting too far into the legalese of all this, uh, does that make any difference to you, to your case, that the mayor of Kansas City and the city as a whole is planning to file a brief in support of the pending lawsuit? Didn't he fight to defund the police? I mean, didn't we have to pass a state constitutional amendment to stop him from defunding the police? I mean, it's it's kind of dripping with irony that he would, you know, defund the police on one hand and then attack gun owners to somehow support the police. And look, again, the the Constitution is worth fighting for. We're going to stand up and do do that at every opportunity we have because the constitutional rights matter to the people of the state of Missouri. And and we can also support law enforcement. I mean, look, the the two things aren't inconsistent. And from the governor's office, you know, last year the governor pushed a legislative package that would increase penalties for violent offenders to get the bad guys off the street and empower law enforcement to do that. So we've got room in the Missouri Department of Corrections for violent offenders that are that are roaming the streets of Missouri and creating more victims. Let's focus on taking them and, and finding justice for those victims and getting the, the bad guys to Department of Corrections instead of going after lawful gun owners. I, I got to ask you, too, while we have you, Mr. Attorney General, about some things happening on the other side of the state uh, regarding their prosecutor in St. Louis, Kim Gardner, who now is getting heat, rightfully so, uh, for really not prosecuting criminals uh, from your office, from state lawmakers, Um, I would argue we have one here in Jackson County and Gene Peters Baker, who is not far behind Kim Gardner. But what can your office, what can the state do as you evaluate prosecutors around the state who clearly are derelict in their duty of protecting uh, the people of their counties, of their cities and making sure that these criminals are not running wild around towns in Missouri? Well, on that issue, I'm all about the rule of law 
and restoring justice for victims. I come from a prosecutor's office. I've enforced state law in the courtrooms of the state of Missouri, across the state, and specifically in Warren County, Missouri. And so I'm proud of my work as a prosecutor. And I know how tough that job is and the challenges that local law enforcement and local prosecutors face on a daily basis to enforce the rule of law and find justice for victims. So, you know, this isn't something we undertake lightly, but at the end of the day, there's a safety valve built into law by the people's elected representatives in the General Assembly. And that safety valve allows for a removal proceeding when the attorney general determines that an elected official is unlawfully neglecting their duties. And that's what we see in the city of St. Louis. So we're going to fight to to restore the rule of law and justice for victims. Okay, so you are you are actively in the process of trying to remove prosecutor Kim Gardner from St. Louis. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's right. Look, we we gave her a deadline to resign or face a removal proceeding. She declined to resign. And so one minute after the deadline expired, we filed what's called a writ of quo warranto. That's the legal removal proceeding authorized by statute. And that that, uh, has been filed. The Missouri Supreme Court has appointed a judge to hear that case. Uh, She has 14 days to answer our petition. Her answer is due next week. And so the legal proceeding is ongoing, and we anticipate forward progress as early as next week. Well, we'll be following that from this side of the state, Mr. Attorney General. Thank you for being here. We appreciate the time. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. and Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hey, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Absolutely. That is uh, Andrew Bailey, the Attorney General for the state of Missouri on KCMO Talk Radio. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.